On today's episode, we're going to talk about how the defense can stop Lamar, Forbes versus Odell, Logan versus Fred, offense versus defense there, and then Tana Man providing some great insight on Joe Gibbs. Welcome on in to the Command Center Podcast. I'm Logan Paulson here with Fr- Farmer Fred and yeah. Santana Moss. That's me. That's How you guys doing today, all right? I'm we doing good, it, man. We know it's you. Hey, no, listen, they man. They hear your mouth. They already know. They go yeah. Fred. <laughs> hey, hey, I like to grow vegetables and things. Like, I'm, I'm really like a, a old lady how I just sit in the garden it, and listen yeah, to Bob Gates. It is weird that, like, that's what I think of. I, for some reason, I think of you, like, with an apron, apron on. Apron on, yeah. And, like, gloves. Pruning. and like a, like a straw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pruning stuff, getting things done. Man. Relaxation, man. Yeah. It ain't. You know, as a kid, you remember playing in the dirt. You yeah. had no toy. Yeah. But it was just so, like, dirt. fulfilling. Yeah. Well, I still play in the dirt. That's cool, man. Yeah, thank you. And I know people want to hear more about that. Yeah. But, and we'll talk about that more. <laughs> but not today. We're going to talk about the preseason game against Baltimore. And I would just, let's start with the preview. So let's start super high level. Mm-hmm. What are you watching for in this game, Fred Smoot? I'm watching for us to match their physicality. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're going to ever play starters in a preseason game, this will be the game. The second out of three games, because you're not going to play them in the third game. That gives the guys at uh, the bottom of the roster a chance yeah. to make it. This is the game you're going to play. And, and defensive-wise, it's most definitely a challenge any time you play against a guy like Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But also on the offensive side for Baltimore, they might with a new offensive coordinator, he wants to see his offense, how it looks yeah. in totality. So at the end of the day, I think it's an ultimate measurement stick, especially with this being the second game. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better. I think when you're looking at it as a whole, uh, you want to see how your team, you know, um, you know, measure up, you know, as a whole, but then also individually matchups. It's going to be a lot of individual matchups where you want to see your young guys. Your young guys might get a chance to go against some of these guys that's seasoned pros and, yeah. and see how they fear out, you know, seeing somebody different in a practice setting. Yeah. Um, but also, too, man, when you just think about it, you know, when you look at the caliber of players that they have and you look at ours, you want to see how far are we off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are the guys that we said to be the guys for us that's supposed to be leading us to, you know, this Probably postseason man. run? Yeah. Yep. Can we really say that after we play these guys? Because these guys have shown year after year that they've been one of those teams that's going. So you saying this practice will show us who we need to cut and who we need to sign? Yeah, (laughs) basically, you know what I mean. But not even, not even on us, you know, on them that measuring stick of cutting and you know cutting and signing just to see. I mean, we have our guys. We have our core guys who we say that they're top tier. You know, we have a couple of guys who we look at as they pro bowlers. They in the top one hundred. Top one hundred. Yep. How they fare out against their guys. You yeah. know what I mean? Some yeah. of these top guys that they have. And I think that's what I look at more than anything. I can't – I don't like to get caught up in the team aspect of it. I want to see individuals go out there and dominate their guy in front Logan, of Logan, what about you? I was just – I was going to follow up for Tanner real quick, though. Do you think those individual, individual matchups are important for the preseason? Like, I mean, because sometimes I'm like – like, I know you, for example. Yeah. Like, you're out there, you want to catch one ball, and then yeah. you're out of there. I'm right? Good. Like, it's yeah. not like a full yeah. – Thing like, do they matter as much in the preseason? I know for some of the bottom of the roster guys, it's maybe a bigger deal. But I don't know the- a guy like Marlon Humphreys out there. He can't wait to check Terry McLaurin. Yeah. yeah, like he wants to say, yeah. you know what? I, he wants. I want to see where I'm at right now. I oh, think a, a few point. of those guys are going to take it as this is my chance to go ahead and size one of their guys up. You yeah. know what I mean? Let me do it now. Let me get a one rep or two reps in now and do it because they don't want to do it in a preseason game. They say, hey, let's do it in practice because we yeah. know the whistle going to be blow real soon. Real soon. You know what I mean? So we don't stay go off the ground. Let me go ahead and do it now, yeah. and then instead of waiting until a game atmosphere or a live, atm- you know, 
a lot some live action where the guy might take it to to the level that I don't want to go to. Yeah, absolutely. So I think what I'm watching for, I'm watching for like what does a game plan for me be look like? You know, like because it's not going to be a full game plan, but it's going to be 80 percent of a game plan. But don't you think he's going to game plan more in the practices? Than I think he is so. In the game, I think so. But I also think like thinking back to like third preseason games in the past, it wasn't like a full. You know, it wasn't like a full game plan, but it was yeah. like a lot of stuff in, you know, yeah. it was like, Hey, we did like a blitz meeting. We did like da da da, And the fact that it's on Monday and they have those extra three practices. Yeah. I think it's going to be like, why not? You know, why not see yeah. how the young guys, how, how Sam handles a game plan. Yeah, how yeah, yeah. Cole Turner handles a game plan. Like, cause you don't really know yet. So that's what I would say is what is like, what does that look like? Maybe they don't yeah. game plan. Maybe no. they do. And what, if so, what does the game plan look like? And that's what I'm curious I have about. To go back to Towner's individuality. Yeah. I think uh, they got notes under each player. I think when you go up there, they say uh, Cole Turner, for example. Yeah. They know he can catch the ball on people. They want to see him block some of these yeah, yeah. guys that's for the Ravens. Sure. Uh, they might want to see Jahan Dotson matched up against a Marlon Humphreys yeah. to see how he takes a physical corner compared to a guy that likes to play him and sure. match him with speed. So I think you go in and you find these individual matchups, especially talking to the other coach, and let's say – let's see uh, Montez Sweat versus Morgan Moses. Yeah. Like, so – I think you. it is more individualized now that I sit back and think about it. Let's group it more like, let's see what happens. But also, I think that's probably something you that they, you know, they've addressed in the joint practices. You know yeah. what I mean? I think oh, that's easier to do in the joint practices. I yeah. think here it's like, how does the defense look versus a game-planned offense? You know, like they're going to put a game plan out too. In Baltimore, they do run a lot of kind of, I don't say unusual stuff, but they run power, they run counters, they run gap scheme runs, which are – Tough to, I don't want to say tougher to fit, but just unusual to fit, yeah. right? And I think back to the Cleveland game and the linebackers had a hard time fitting that. So how do they handle that stuff? Like, does the defense, like this is a good offensive line versus extended play. Does the defensive line dominate this offensive line like they should? Obviously, we saw them against Cleveland, who's, again, very good offensive line. They had dominant moments, but not quite as dominant as I think they or we were hoping for. So those are the things I'm, I'm looking and for. Are we looking, are we looking through a lens – in the past at this offense? Because when I think about the Ravens' offense, all I think about is physicality. It's like, a different it, offense. Anytime I think about Ravens, like anytime I see an offense with a fullback, I think physicality. Oh, yeah. no doubt. They have a 300-pound fullback. Yep. No doubt. But they also have a new offensive coordinator, mm -hmm. and they done brought in Zay Flowers, Bay, all this speed. Yeah. Like, we don't know what they're going to look like at practice. So it's really funny. It kind of feels like when you watch the first preseason game, it feels like they're running two offenses. It feels like they're running this kind of spread college RPO Georgia isolation offense. Yep. And then it's like, oh, there's like a fullback in and two tight ends. And you know, <laughs> yeah, like what's going like, on? Yeah, it's like it's like a very schizophrenic <laughs> offense. And I think I think one of the things, one of the stipulations Harbaugh made when he's when when uh when the offensive coordinator came in, he said, we are going to keep our gap running scheme. Mm -hmm. You can run your offense, but we're keeping our gap running scheme. Yeah, why not? Yeah. And so I think like that'll be really interesting to see for me as a guy who likes offenses and sees how things mesh is like, how do you mesh that formationally? Yeah. You know, because like they want to have multiple tight ends in. They want to yeah. have a fullback in. That's going to hurt teams too because I remember uh, my first year here in 05 when, with Gibbs and Gibbs was just trying to get his feet wet again. So he brought in some of the stuff he, he, he knew. No, and, it's and, and that's what he ran in 04. And I remember 05, after playing a game, he scratched everything. He said, "Okay, we're gonna keep our run game, but every week we're gonna run the pass game. We're gonna be we're gonna be pass pass happy and friendly, and take whatever's working against the team we're going against. Yeah. So whatever that other team ran, if it worked, and we don't have it, we yeah. adding it. Yeah. And so we added passes, and I used to come in early in the morning, like five thirty, six o'clock, just to make sure." 
for practice that I can run every route or everything that we, we was adding oh, for the week. Yeah. He would have me come in early yeah. and say, hey, Tanner, you can run this? And I'd literally be like, yep. I was just saying, yeah, because yeah. I wanted him to just put it in. Yeah, yeah, whatever give, you need give, me to do, Give coach. me an opportunity. Yeah. That gave me a 1,400-yard season in my first Pro Bowl, and it was crazy. We scratched that, that style of play the next year. Yeah. Thinking back, well, what you just saying, how it almost seemed like two offenses, yeah. I feel that teams didn't know what we was doing. In game. Because like, it was two when, identities. When, when we got in the passing game, they was like, oh, shit, we didn't see them run this on tape. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. We was running the same thing that beat you last week, mm -hmm. and you didn't know. You wasn't prepared because you didn't see us run it before. Before. That's, yeah. that's why I say we are prisoner to that study film. Yeah. And that's why I said that we're going to give uh, Coach B. Enemy a chance to be to catch some people on their heels the first month of the season or the first five games. They just not going to have any pure film on them to study. And we are creatures of habit. Yeah. yeah. All right? And, 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 and sometimes our habits can get used against us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think like those are some storylines I'm going to watch. You know, like I like watching offenses. I'm going to watch a lot of offense. And then defense doesn't meet the, the level. The other thing I want to ask you is I don't know if Lamar is going to play. He but has to new offensive coordinator, I new know. wide receivers. At what point? Week two is the week two of the preseason. The all yes, the starters the get a only, chance to play. This, yeah. is, this is his only chance, only chance to play. He will not be able to play the week after this. Yeah. I know, but aren't you worried that he's gonna get hurt? Like, no, no, I can't be. I can't be worried about. But that. think about Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady would do a joint practice. Don't and ever would, compare anybody to goats, Mill. I know, but like think about like golf. When golf was in L.A., yeah, they would do a joint practice, and he wouldn't play in the game. Like yeah. so, and one of the reasons you do a joint practice if you've got a good quarterback is so they don't have to, to play. play. Yeah. So, do you think he plays? I, but we're talking about a quarterback that's coming off an of injury, it's new offense too. It's a new offense. I, I would want him to get some reps. Like I would want him, and I ain't talking about one drive. You know, two well, drives. Well, you know what? He didn't play last year against us. Yeah, I don't think he did. Did he? I don't oh, know. No, no, he didn't. But I he think, was also in a contract year. Yeah, they didn't want him to be hurt. But he ended up getting hurt anyway. Yeah. yeah. But so I guess so if he is playing, yeah. you know, I think we'll yeah. we'll figure but that out. But he won't be in run mode. I if he yeah, plays, do you think he runs around a lot? He will no he'll no. run around to throw. He okay. won't run around to get useless 10, 15 yards in the preseason. His coach will tell him that. Let the ball fly. Whatever happens, happen. We trying to get you some reps. Yeah. So for the defensive line, if he's out there, yeah. like obviously whenever you're going against a rushing quarterback, it's a totally different dynamic in terms of oh, discipline. Yeah. Like, what do you, you got to play zone? I'm sorry. We no, I'm, I'm saying for the defensive yeah. line though. You know, because like last, yeah. like last week for example, yeah. Deshaun gets out of the pocket a Can't couple get times. Too far field. Like, yeah. is that a point of emphasis this week against Lamar? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do not rush up field, like Tanner just said. Yeah. Do not rush up field. Stay at the level of the quarterback. Yeah. All right. But it's also make sure your D tackles. This is their game. Yeah. Like when you play against a running quarterback, it takes the ends out of the game because they yeah. can't turn the corner no more. Yeah. And it becomes Payne and Allen's game and your middle linebacker. You want to minimize that pocket as much as you can without having to get upfield and allow him to step up and step side, you know. Yeah. Because I, I I saw that last week and I'm like, we knew this was like a problem, yeah. but we thinking we, we're not having that mindset going into this game because it's a preseason game. Yeah. I'm like, we, you know, Watson's not going to be out here running around, and yeah. lo and behold, he did just he that. He run for his life. Yeah, he had yeah. to. He yeah. had to. So he had no choice but to. So you don't want to ever put the put a quarterback in that situation who does that well. Yeah. And I think that's a good point, Fred, is like, you know, the defensive ends last week I thought did a good job of compressing, like yeah. kind of power rushes, like tight angled rushes to kind of compress Even the pocket. Even when DTR was in the game. It was really the yep. defensive tackles who were a little bit, 
loose with their rush angles that were creating those running lanes. So. Yep, and like I said, running quarterbacks force us to play zone. Yeah. Because all our coaches want all 11 of us responding to him. All right, think about it, Logan. Any running quarterback, we won't ever put in the playbook two-man. Yeah. Two man on the turns my back to him. Yes. We yeah. won't ever so, so we are prisoner to that running quarterback. Yeah. All right. So we can only play zone blitz to get after him. Yeah. But we can only play cover two, cover four, cover three mm-hmm. as base coverages. It'll be interesting to see what they do, because like, you know, this team runs so much match, you know, they yeah. run match. Not so they're going to their three shell. They're going to their three Yeah, shell. but it, it plays like man. So their yeah. eyes aren't gonna it'd be interesting to see what they do. I, I think that's yeah. a really good thing to watch as well. Um, you know, for your guy Forbes, I'm kind of curious too. Like he's yeah. this is the first like last week you know Amari didn't play really like short limited snaps like this is the time where Odell is going to play Zay Flowers is going to play first round pick for Baltimore like what's the expectation for Forbes in this game and like what do you think Uh, well I think he he, no nothing's too big for him I think he'll be ready for I think he'll be ready for a veteran like Odell like he's a studier he knows his strengths Zay Flowers is the one that I want to see him match up with rickety rookie Right? Oh. Because one thing about Forbes, he majors in tall guys. Tall guys, you don't worry about him. He's long, he's tall, he can go get yeah. the ball. It's the small guys. He's going to have to learn how to check on a regular basis in this league. And they got one in Zay Flowers. And they got another bigger guy in Bateman. So I'm ready to see him versus those young guys than Odell. Because Odell going to take the Santana Moss treatment yeah. into this thing. I'm not here trying to uh, outstage y'all guys. I'm trying to get out of here healthy and get yeah. ready for the first game. I mean, I kind of think that Zay Flowers matchup is more for Benjamin St. Juice, though, too. Because he's got, like, Zay has been playing nickel for them. Or not. He's been playing, uh, like, playing the slot. slot. And so I think that matchup will be probably more of a Benjamin St. Juice thing. And St. Juice has shown, like, with his length that he can match up with most But he he game. has to get his hands on yes. a Zay Flower. Like, yeah, you yeah. can't go press a guy like that and don't touch him. Yeah, yeah one of the things that Forbes spoke on is that, and this is how you know he has a high football IQ, just how he sees things. And, you know, we talked so much about wanting to see this out of St. Juice. Uh, I know I did, you know, uh, primarily just – Knowing who we have in front of him and knowing his gifts. Use your gifts to your advantage. Use your ability to your advantage. And Forbes spoke on that already. He has to play certain guys differently. Yeah. You know, in coverage. I'm, mm-hmm. Or I might see, I got Jahan. We already saying, if you got Jahan in front of him, you, you better step to that line of scrimmage and slow him down. No, no, put he, your hands he, on him. He will put you on his highlight reel. Yeah, if you play him and off. And so you, yeah. gotta, you, you have to know that. So I want to see St. Juice kind of. Take that and make that part of his Take game. heed to that, man. Yeah. Use your man, he, long reach. Can run with anybody. Man, I will be pressing everybody. Yeah. If I can run with you, I'm pressing you. Yeah. Because I want to make sure the quarterback say, I ain't got enough time. Because mm-hmm. this guy right here, he's going to be patient enough. He's going to put hands on him. That's going to slow him down or negate some of the things that he can do to me. Then I'm going to do that. And and I, Forrest spoke on that last week. So I want to see that, you know, be able to – I want to see St. Juice take that from – a from another young guy and put that in his game, put that on his tube. It's funny that you mentioned that, Tana, and you were talking about zone and man. Like, I always think of pressing as kind of a a man or a match principle. Yeah. Like, do you press also in Yeah, in cover two. Yeah. You can press I mean, cover, cover two, but I'm saying like – Cover four. When you're in the slot, though, yeah. on a nickel – it, right, depends right, right, right. On, it depends on how active the nickel is. Yeah. Yeah. Is he one of them guys that like to – Show you I'm finna blitz, knowing I'm finna drop in coverage. Yeah. Like, or you, I, got, you got also a thing, and I didn't mean to cut you off, Fred, and you know this better than me. When you're in a slot, you know when and not to do certain things, especially because if you got that man, man, if you running with him, yeah. then I might not want to press I'm not playing him. these games. Yeah. So. If I know I got, like, help on yeah. both sides, yeah. we got nothing but guys that's sitting out there, yeah. oh, I'm going to press the yeah. H-I-S-U, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make sure that now – 
I got you to the point where I'm going to hem you up so long. When I let you go, you can do what you want to do because somebody else picking you up. You understand? Yeah. So you should be able to play those kind of mind games knowing where your help is at. If you ain't got help, then you got to say, oh, let me go ahead and back off this guy and see the quarterback and see him a little bit because now I, I know I got to run a little more. And that's situational football. What when they come out in 11 with double tights and his Andrews and likely? I want to see St. Juice have to line up on a wide receiver tight tight end yeah. like a likely because yeah. that's why he's in there because he can also check tight ends one-on-one so when you bring a Kyle Pitts or uh, you bring a George Kittle yeah. St. Juice will be the one matched up on him I was going to ask you so like you know with Andrews he's one of the best in the league yeah he is like is, is that the matchup is it St. Juice or Cam Curl I think it's Cam the, Curl yeah. I think Cam Curl Andrews is the one Isaiah likely St. Juice is the one yeah. like so I think it's going to be some, some gamesmanship in there, I think it's some gamesmanship in there, and that's why I say in this on these practices in this game, I think we'll see a lot of both coaches saying, "I want to see these players one on one. Let's set this up." Yeah, uh, yeah, and in one on ones, you can do that as much as you want. Going right? to, yeah. yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up there is like because Cam's playing more post now. Yeah, like that's it's tougher to kind of get him down as that nickel player, you know. And I think that's. It'll be interesting to see how they handle that, especially with a guy like Mark Andrews. Because I think, like, structurally, they're kind of in a situation where it has to be St. Juice. Yeah. But they have so much flexibility in the back, and maybe Percy comes in and plays post. Yeah. Cam comes down the box. It'll be interesting to see how they handle well, that. Well, I think they're just making everybody interchangeable right now. Yeah. Like, it ain't nothing else they need to see from Cam Curl when it comes from being in the box checking people. Like, let's work on your middle of the field thing so we can rock and roll with Defro. I, I think they're just – they're just letting Cam be Cam right now oh, sure. and, yeah. and, and work on his all-around game because they know what he could do in that box. That was actually a really nice discussion of the defense. I was surprised at how well that went, honestly. So let's talk about the offense Yeah, because y'all never want to talk defense. I know. We're offensive y'all guys. Y'all are so biased, like man. Like, look, offense sell tickets. Defense win championship. I don't know if that's true anymore. Statistically, we got to get our yeah, we got to yeah. get our analytics guy in here. But I think offense wins. You always leaning on analytics. What about the good old eye test? I mean, I don't. Hey, huh? So let me ask you this, Fred, real quick. We got we got time for a little diversion. Yeah, we do. Let's We've divert been to the for like Four hours already. Yep. So statistically, what is the likelihood that a number one defense stays number one the following year? It's basically it's very low. It's basically zero. What's the statistic that a number one offense staying number one? That's a great point. But look at Kansas City; like they're always in the top five, right? You know what my mama said? After what come after the word "but"? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you say the word "but," it uses some BS behind. It. I, listen, this is what I'm saying: offenses go up and down. Just like defenses, but like do. Kansas City, you know the Bills, like they, like good offenses stay good because good quarterbacks stay good, yeah. and yep. it's a quarterback driven league. Yep. Defenses are so closely tied. To y'all strength. don't need us till we need you. Till y'all need us. That is playoffs true. is that when is, you need. That us. is true. That is true. My I'll give you that. My question would be: How far do you drop? Though from from being the number one, one but year you don't to, need to be the number one defense to be the, the defense that wins the Super Bowl. Because middle. I would rather have an optimistic. Uh, Top 10 defense, then just the number one defense. Yeah. Optimistic means we get the ball back and we give our offense a short Opportunistic, field. yeah. Um, well, I think a good example of that is uh, Cincinnati from a couple of years ago. They were like a top 10 defense, but yeah. they were a game plan defense. defense. Yeah. So they came out with that Tampa 2 really soft coverage versus Patrick Mahomes in the playoff game. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, in the, in the divisional round. Yeah. And they beat them. You know what I'm saying to go yep. to the Super Bowl because but, because they were able to kind of find the right thing that to works beat him. for this game. Yes. And guess what? Let's go ten drives, ten drives, offense, defense. If if I can get your offense off the field three times, especially one of those offenses, we we, we won. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is like, 
the top the top defenses don't drive don't drive wins the same way they used to. It used to be like you could have a defensive football team like the Baltimore Ravens are a great example of this. Yep. And they would win they'd win you a championship. With Joe Flacco. Yeah, because they'd get six turnovers, you have yep. a punt return for a touchdown, and it yep. would be like twenty eight to zero and not an offensive point yeah, they, was scored, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I think because of the potency of offenses, that is not as effective. But you're not willing to say this. It's only the same characters winning. For mm-hmm. hell, Brady for 20 years and now yeah. Pat Mahomes for 20 more. It ain't, like, <laughs> it ain't like a situation where Aaron Rodgers, he didn't had good offenses for 18 consecutive years. He got one championship ring to show for it. Yeah. And that championship ring is when he had Charles Woodson and that defense with was Pampers good. in the rest but of the But also, time. I think, to that point, I, I, th- I do think there is this, like, mis- this misnomer with offensive philosophy that you got a good quarterback, you got to throw the ball all the time. You need to have a balanced offense, Tana. You need to be able to run the ball. When, when it's needed. When you need yeah, it. When, and, yeah. like, you need the good defense when it's needed. But I yeah. do think, just in terms of analytics now, offense drives production a little bit more. So let's talk about our offense. Yeah. Sam Howell versus Baltimore defense. This Baltimore defense isn't quite what it's been the past, you know, 10 years. Yeah. They don't have, like, that... They've got young edge players that are developing. They've they can got, be dangerous. They can be dangerous, yeah. no doubt. But they yeah. haven't consistently showed no it. No trail subs on these teams. Yes, they've but got they, two two of the best linebackers in football right now, Queen and Roquan Smith. Smith. Yep, yeah, yep. Roquan. And then they've got I don't know, like uh, their secondary is kind of weird. Marlon Humphrey's good. Uh, Hamilton good. Hamilton I, good. I think the one thing we can always say about the Ravens, they draft well. Yeah, they do draft well. They but they also draft well. Put guys on the shelf and then bring them out two years later, yeah. and we like who who the hell is that? Like, <laughs> they do a great job of it. So I'm never gonna go to a Baltimore game and not expect defense. Yeah, yeah. like I'm I'm sorry. That's that's their calling card. That's the that's the culture. That's that's what yeah. they regardless of who you are. I like this that is culture. what we do. Yeah. This yeah. is what we do. So yeah. at the end of the year, you wonder why that this team basically thrives behind the same style of play if Ray Lewis there or not. Yeah. Because this is what this is the tone we set and this is our culture. So I, I'm one of those guys that I care less who the names are. Just show me the helmet. Just show me the helmet and yeah. what and I'm gonna tell you what they do and, and what they do best. We had to bring our A game offensively, no matter if it's Pittsburgh still is. They, they, they do mimic Pittsburgh, yeah, Pittsburgh in a yeah, way. That, that whole division's kind of yeah, like, like, that. like I told you, Pittsburgh is the only team that wins with unattractive quarterbacks. Yeah. All right? Like unattractive quarterbacks and good defense. And guess what? The Ravens major in that too. So, Sam Howell, what's the expectation against that defense? He's an attractive dude. No, what's the expectation oh, against uh, Yeah, come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Leave your personal opinions at the door. I thought, I thought we was going with quarterback face on that one. My fault. No, but I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going with the quarterback face test. Yo, so what I'm saying is, like, what is a good outing for him? Do you want to see what it looks like versus Kansas, versus uh, Cleveland? Can he do that again? Yeah. Like, what's the deal? Clean jersey. Yeah. I want to see him leave the game. So more offensive line related. Hey, well, I guess it's him, too. It's him. Yeah, it's him, too. Get the ball out your yeah. hands. Yeah. So we're talking about the preseason game or we're talking about the, the game itself between what Sam Howes versus the Ravens? You want to see him pick off where he left off. I mean, you know, if it, if it's scoring, it's scoring. We're scoring. But I want to see, like I say, I didn't go into the preseason, the first preseason game, looking for touchdowns and, yeah. and big, you know, you know, big plays. I want to see us move the ball yeah. consistently. You know, be productive. I think when you saw that first series, we had what two first downs. Yeah, easy, quick, like that. He ran one time, and then he one time he threw yeah. the ball. We we was moving the ball until we got that that penalty, yeah. and then sack. For you know, it was sack, and then we punting. You know what I mean? So yeah. 30, I just want to see 34. production. I want to see us. Move the ball. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of the opportunity we have. If it's not there, get off the field. But try to move the ball 
as efficiently as you can. And I think, to me, that's a win in the preseason. Now, this is the second preseason game, yeah. so they're being there a little more. So, yeah, you want to see a score as well. You want to see some some kind of points come out of each drive here and there. Yeah, all right. Our producer's giving me the hook, but real quick, one guy that you're watching, bubble guy, real quick, who's someone you're keeping an eye on kind of like? JP, man. JP to me. Jared Pat, uh, Patterson. Oh, wow. Oh, the bubble guy now? He's, he's a bubble guy just because it's yeah, the running back. But I'm saying sure that's what the question you asked about room. a bubble guy. I mean, someone you're watching, whoever you're yeah. watching, whoever you're right. watching. Yeah, I mean, I say JP because the running back room looking pretty it's fierce crazy, right now. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and, I, like, and I like him. So. I love him, and I don't yeah. like him. And I'm, oh, I love and him. Take, I love him. I feel like we haven't – we not the team – for him. for him, we yep. don't we no. we don't use him. I think he's a guy that can can be big on special teams, and he's a guy that you can hide in your backfield yep. and and get a ball to. So I'm hoping that if we don't have a spot for him yep. somewhere, somebody pick very him up Maurice and use him. Jones Jewish. Yeah, that's that's what I thought yeah. he could be. Now I won't say a Bubba guy. I'm gonna go back to Sam Howell. Yeah, I because mean, he's, I, like because I just think he's so important. Yeah, but I also I think the setup is very. The greatest show on turf, like for this team. Yes, because when Kirk Warner came to that team, they had already had this, this, this good wide receiving core. They had Marshall Falk, they yeah. had back, and they were just waiting on this quarterback that nobody gave a chance. I remember the preseason when Kirk yeah. Warner, they were like they starting Kirk Warner, there. everybody was like they starting who? <laughs> like because nobody knew, yeah. so nobody knew what the story was about to be. I feel this team could be that because I already said that he reminds me of a hybrid of Tony Romo and Kirk Warner. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, can he can he have that nostalgia and that story fulfilled? I think he can. Yeah. So I'm gonna say Wiley, and a big reason I'm gonna say Wiley is because I think he's gotten better <laughs> each week in practice, and then obviously had a tough first game. Yeah. Can he kind of come back and say like, hey? No, I'm a good pro. I'm a good yeah. starting right tackle. Show what I've been showing in practice. Yeah. Show what I showed in Kansas City. I think he will, but that's yeah. something I'll be watching. So I think that's going to do it for today's show, guys. I think that was a good, very I'll comprehensive turn. preview. I'm yeah, say, that was a very short show now. Uh, this one, this I mean, one right just, here. Don't right. get Fred started. <laughs> Hey, hey a, man, come on. I didn't do I, I did not. There was there was there was there was his foul mouth that <laughs> did this. All right, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> we out. <laughs>Guys, ton of content for you. Game day live. Jenks and our very own Santana Moss in the regular season. B Mitch will also be on that show. Make sure you tune into that. New pod, Get Loud with Fred Smoot. Measured on the Richter scale. I don't know why you called it Get Loud because you're so quiet. Command Center, the flagship show, will recap everything from the preseason game against Baltimore. We got something for you each and every day of the week, so be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube page to never miss any exclusive Commander's news and content. The views and opinions expressed by our podcast guests and or hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Washington Commanders or any of their representatives.